0: This is the Convo Lounge. Expression. Exposure. Experience.
1: Right, we are back like we never left with season two of the Conva lounge podcast my name is bakang tabi so and i'm fresh out of the u.s i'm an award-winning superstar <laughs> okay let's get serious now um thank you very much for joining us guys and uh yandile season two hi season one mm. Uh, that's all that we're going to be talking about for today's episode and just our journey um, how we've came uh, from where we started how rough it was and how we got to the point where we are now I feel like we are on the right path I don't know how you feel about that you let me know but um, I think uh, as how we are going we really are getting to something good something that uh, we're onto something
0: absolutely I think If it were up to me, I'd say season one was a success. In fact, I think we've learned a lot of things, but more so around the value of podcasting. Um, You know, it's still a relatively new market in bots. And I think we've got about 15 to 20 podcasts in the market now. Mobutuan more
1: coming every week
0: and more coming new introductions every other week um and so you tend to have conversations around is this a, a worthy uh investment because you know content production is time consuming it's expensive on average you've got a team of about four to five that you need consistently uh, on production and so i think one major highlight for me from season one was having you know someone watching and being able to convert them watching our podcast into a strategic partnership yeah. we'll reveal more about that in the following episodes but if you recall in our first episode connecting talent communities with brands to solve unemployment yeah and trying to find out whether or not uh you know the actual brands that want to invest in finding out what their experience would be like if they interacted with more talent mobile whether they're in primary school secondary school um, or higher academic institutions to solve this issue of unemployment and i'm happy to come back uh, to season two and say that there is a brand that has jumped on board uh, to work with us uh, beyond the, the podcast itself as an extension of the podcast uh, to explore Uh, Engaging with young talent in Botswana. So I think that was a success. And
1: actually, when you say that, there was a question that I asked you on our first episode. Uh, So if you are listening and you haven't checked it out, please go and watch that episode. I asked if we are creating a solution for a problem that doesn't exist. And I think looking at season one, the high value talent that we got to host, the conversations, the content you mentioned 20 plus con, uh, podcast and I feel like our content it's content unmatched eh? you, wow. yeah. <laughs> in our yeah. own space I think we've gotten to find a niche um, of what we're trying to communicate um, to brands and how people uh, could actually relate uh, with content that has been uh, shared on mediums like this and it looks with even when the, with the brands that we got to work with in the past uh, season I've gotten to realize that they actually is an appetite uh, for this. The question is just how do we bring it out uh, to other brands to actually understand more what we're trying to do with a Convo Lounge uh, beyond just the podcast because this is actually one form of what we're trying to do as, as Convo Lounge. Uh, Taking the information that we collect from everywhere, doing the research um, as they are working with us uh, to produce the content that we share with the people here. But then behind the scenes, how do we make sure that the information reaches to the young people that we so want to work with? How do we ensure that it reaches the high-value talent that we've hosted in the past? I think season one also got to show us that Botswana has exceptionally great talent that it shows hella the Benefit of the info, uh, education uh, we're putting uh, to the students, the investment that the government has put um, to the education of a young people here. And it's just a matter of amplifying it and putting them out there and assuming spaces and ensuring that we build the Africa that we want to build.
0: I mean, the question was, are we solving a challenge that exists? And I yeah. think the answer was yes. The only thing that we'll continue to explore uh, would be is our approach Um, As a solution, the relevant one. And that's something that you continuously have to innovate um, and keep exploring. And as we implement, we'll grow uh, during uh, the process. And so, yes, definitely, uh, the challenge of unemployment exists our theory that we need to focus more on research. I think with more and more conversations, we're realizing that, yes, um, that is the case. And so it'll just be up to us to find out how season two unfolds uh, with the strategic partner that we've got got on board uh, to then see what sort of impact we'll have um, towards talent in Botswana. I do know that for season two, we will be focusing more on, uh, I'm probably taking the cat out of the bag right now, but we'll mainly focus on two sectors. And that's the creative... Uh, sector, the value chain of the creative sector, and then two the mining value chain uh, Botswana. How can we identify opportunities within these value chains uh, via Convo Lounge, and empower uh, a young uh, Motswana? So yeah.
1: Yeah. And also just back by education um, I think what thing that came from the first season is that of course there might be some uh, certain hurdles when it comes to the education system, Yarona uh, Botswana. but what's good is that there Okay. It show that there are people who are actively working on solutions um, that are actually working towards solving some of these hero thing in our education system, and um, I think season two will actually get to have some conversations on how some young people or some people in our country are actually um, developing uh, this uh, youngsters from the grassroots level going up to say how then do we teach them uh, to tap into these opportunities that are presented. In the creative space, like you'd mentioned, uh, opportunities that are created in the mining um, sector. Looking at Botswana, it's a country that I would say was built on diamonds. And that diamond story, we need to find a different perspective to tell it, to say how has it been impactful to the people of Babate Mobotwana and how do we continue now uh, to advance? You know, the mining industry is really advancing when it comes to your sustainability. That's what they talk about now. But how then do we communicate that to the young people in the country who would be uh, potentially the future for our country?
0: I think podcasting or, you know, the Convalanche podcast, it's a platform for building narratives, shaping narrative. And what is a narrative? It's a series of stories. Uh, that we tell either about ourselves, our capabilities, our potential, and our country. I think what we've seen, I think Botswana has one of the most valuable passports in Africa. Uh, Just looking at the number of countries that we can travel to, and why why is that important? Because as you travel and you've got mobility, you get access to opportunities and to increase your social capital. A lot of people don't understand or a lot of Botswana haven't unlocked that value because how many of us travel and how many of us know how to translate the Botswana story narrative to at an individual level. Um, we know the popular story of Botswana Yahori. We move from being one of the poorest countries in Africa to being, you know, one of the richest countries uh, in Africa over a short space of time. And also, I think, in the context of Africa, but even in the world, really, we're a classic leading example of how do you lead a country with strategic uh, partnerships, uh, public-private uh, partnerships, which I now believe we're transitioning to not public-private partnerships, we're transitioning to public-private Community based partnerships. And, you know, with Convalange, I think season two is focusing on building a community of talent that it can actually deliver uh, solutions to, to the challenges that we face. I think one thing we did with season one in terms of building narratives, we're also able to paint a picture and highlight or put a spotlight on young, different versions of young Botswana. Um, is a Tinashe that we had a conversation with, a young Botswana He's called Goyubi. He made sure he uses. Um, all the exchange programs that are at, at his disposable uh, and he was able to go to go, uh, US, uh, SA to get exposed to different programs, cultures, opportunities, uh, able to get scholarships. And today he finds himself in Oxford University working for one of the global brands uh, in the country. What's that? Is it Rolls Royce? Rolls Royce, yes. You know, and he's doing something for that from a point of view of engineering. And we often have this narrative outside of Botswana to be able to get opportunity such platforms were able to build a narrative for a young Botswana who no, know listen you can start more Botswana and go global always having a global mindset uh, we're able to also highlight and put a spotlight on other young people in Botswana who are not Botswana you know the story of Tavonga who is not from Botswana He's from Zimbabwe But is considering Getting citizenship in Botswana Because he sees the value Of positioning yourself From Botswana And building global businesses That are providing solutions To the world So it's shaping the narrative And shaping the perception The self image That young people have Of their country But also that young people Have of themselves And to be able to now Take that uh, Positive narrative Or perception To actually do something So yeah. season 2 is about Let's do something Let's mm-hmm. actually get Into the ground and engage young people practically and see what comes out of that. So I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's, I really is a country with great potential and the young people it they actually have that uh, great um potential but wait, I'm gonna th- throw in my um, one wait, america wait, story wait.
0: here <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna I, give you Usher you into yeah. it so that it doesn't seem like you're big headed so <laughs> oh, I was gonna well, say um you know I think one of the other successes of the podcast was you were able to secure yourself a position into the Mandela Washington Fellowship um, a cohort for 2023. Yeah. And of course, Commonwealth was one of the things that got you into that because I know that you've got certain questions where they asked you about uh, social impact that you're making, but also what are your plans? How Yeah. Um, so that was a success I'd like to believe. And if anybody remembers, we did start by saying on episode one of season one, we actually started this based on support from the U.S. Embassy and eventually turned into a podcast. So yeah, tell us about your experience and How's your outlook different now based on what you've been exposed to from one of the biggest economies in the world? Yes,
1: I think just going down to America really got to brighten um, The way that I see things, I have a, like a different perspective of what... I didn't have a clear understanding of what really Convo Lounge is about because even just in my communication of what uh is I'll have those different um, elements that I try to bring them down to it so this uh, Mandela Washington Fellowship we've given uh, a coach somebody who becomes your mentor, you just have a conversation with him, like we're having a conversation now, what it is that you'd want to work on when you go back to Africa and mine was, I want to continue working on this social venture that is convo lounge which i've been doing for quite some time and then me trying to explain it to him he was like you know what you really just need to bring it down um to the level of getting one the person who you are targeting to understand exactly what it is that you are doing and he gave me a very great insight of something that i've never really got to imagine um having a board of directors is something that you would be thinking people who are you know seasoned in a certain um, industry or who could actually get you to gain something from them but As a a board member or somebody who is within the operations of what you're doing, you actually have something to offer uh, from the bottom um, up. And he said that even if we could have somebody who is a board member as a student or a targeted person in whatever it is that we're trying to do, the person is going to actually help us shape a product that is actually targeted to them and that is something that i think um just as going on into the next phase of the cover lounge podcast or just cover lounge in a a whole as a company this is something that we really need to 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 bring on and another thing is that um, there is so much great power in the network there's always this then that always sounds like cliche they say your your network is your net worth and i got him to realize that indeed it is your net worth and somebody who you know you're having a casual conversation with they might not have money because that's we're always asked uh, what is your challenge and the first thing that we say is money but if Yandile knows uh, somebody who has money, they could always just refer me to that person and say, "Bakang is doing this great thing that I think you should actually give him an ear and you can talk about." That person is going to open you to another person, and that's something that I've not seen um, most of here in in, in Botswana. Uh, somebody, those yo people, Americans, they sort of like always have someone they can refer you to. Yeah, so that you could get something from them if they cannot offer you that help themselves.
0: I think the word you're looking for here is communities. Yeah, and which is what I think the next phase of convallage is around. Uh, communities are an asset, uh, both for corporates to invest in building communities, whatever it could be. I remember there was a lady from who came in through you know these side events from Forbes, and she's like she came into Botswana. She's based in Johannesburg, I think, and she was like. Where are the communities? like a community for anything and everything creative a community for creatives a community for bikers a community for people who are you know you know against climate change you know where are the communities in Botswana we don't have a lot of communities I know that we have health communities where you've got uh groups of people who come together and you know they run on weekends um so but where are the communities it's not something that is uh we think of as an asset yet in the country. And so in Botswana, I think with Convalanche, based on your experience from the U.S., it'll be more around building a community of talent in Botswana, a community of talent that one can offer a strategic guidance to the elders or the leadership in the country, whether it's with policy or whether it's with how they uh, run the organizations. I know we talk about the idea of mainstreaming youth voices um, into society. So Convalanche can be a vehicle for that, and at least that's our aspiration. I think the other thing, uh, based on our interactions and based on what you've just said, if I was to summarize it, I'd say that, you know, Convalange is a, a platform, a springboard for access to opportunity through communities. Yeah. So, a platform where a young person knows that they can curate uh, their own opportunities, they can have an idea, and they can move from ideation to building a product or a service. And it's a platform where Age is not a barrier. This can happen to you at any moment, whether you are in standard seven, form one, form four, or whether you're in for year four in tertiary education. Let it be that platform that enables a young Motswana to literally access opportunities.
1: Yeah. No? Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Combo Lounge Season 2. And we are getting it um, running or hitting the ground running. I am very much excited for it. I'm looking forward to the conversations that we are going to have on the podcast, sharing different insights uh, with you, uh, just not only uh, painting the story of Botswana, but how also do we enable um, an access to community and community of Africans, because we really need to build the Africa that we want to see. There is the Botswana rectified, um, the AFCFTA, and that is actually a good gain that I think um, just going forward, we really also need to find how do we get young people or how do we get this narrative that we keep talking about and expanding into into Africa? Because the one thing that I got uh, from America is they actually see us, Botswana, as... We're having a potential to be the startup capital of Africa uh, because they believe that, in as much as our small population, Botswana would be a perfect place to test your product, your market, um, get your processes um, in order. And not because oftentimes we would say we're creating products, but we are 2.3 million in Botswana, there is no market, but Africa is. A population of billions of people that we actually can um, expand to. In our starting of Convo Lounge, we talked about um, AGOA, which is a policy where you know Africans are going to are trading with Americans. The pipeline of having how to take our products from Africa uh, to the US. And that is something that we actually could see as a market uh, that we are moving into. There is also talks of uh, BRICS, you know, how South Africa and Brazil and everybody else is trading. Um, How then do we as Africans uh, see not only our small corners as a market, but actually expand to the rest of the world?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Mm. For more to look forward to, I think season two is going to be quite exciting. And just touching on what you're saying, uh, this is a common narrative. Botswana's opportunity to be the Delaware of Africa. Um, and I think we've got classic examples of, you know, small sparks of hope. Uh, one of the conversations we're going to have here is with me, Tepi Macheng, you know, who's the co-founder of Youth Impact, one of the largest uh, youth organizations in the country. And she says a powerful story um, of how this started as an idea while she was still in university, UB. Um, and, you know, this NGO, not only is it registered in Botswana. It started in Botswana as a testing market, but it's now across, you know, it's running programming across 10 countries in Africa. It's also dual registered in the US. So there are practical examples of, you know, the potential that you've just mentioned uh, from a Botswana perspective. We also have the National Arts Council of Botswana that has now released a call for applications for the mobility fund where a young person can get funded for up to 50,000 pula, you know, just to travel if they want to go to a conference in the creative sector they want to go to a conference uh, they just have to submit that application and they get funded so when you talk about things like the afcfta the africa free trade area agreement where it, it promises the free movement of business persons uh, goods services as well as the movement of capital one of the things we always talk about in Botswana is uh, can an average modwana afford to travel and so such initiatives will be putting a spotlight on focusing on the creative sector and Botswana. so yeah be on the lookout for that
1: Oscar, all, <laughs> <laughs> all right. alright um, that is it uh, our Convo Lounge podcast season 2 please do look out for that um, and do engage with us across our different social media platforms at Convo Lounge Africa just use that hashtag Convo a lounge africa hashtag uh, making life brilliant <clears throat> tling,
0: tling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> your last words <laughs>
0: no last words um, just follow all the social media platforms join the community listen in give feedback it's always great to get feedback and i'm um, looking forward to a fantastic season Ooh. this is the convo lounge expression exposure experience